Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. About 10 years ago, I first welcomed today's Song of the Soul guest to our program, and I'm so glad to have Reggie Harris back to share his rich and inspirational music with us. Reggie has been through a lot in recent years, but it has never slowed the musical outpourings of his soul and throat. There are all kinds of collaborations that Reggie has been part of, including, of course, the decades of music he's made with his former wife, Kim, and with folks all over the folk music map, like Pete Seeger, Emma's Revolution, Magpie, and most recently, an album he made with Greg Greenway. There's just no way to limit my visits with Reggie to only the 55 minutes of this broadcast, so remember to listen on northernspiritradio.org for the uncut version of this interview and the related bonus excerpts. Thanks also to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on this program. Today is a wonderful day, made so much more that way, as Reggie Harris joins us via Zoom from northern New York State. Reggie, you probably can't believe how excited I am to have you back today for Song of the Soul. Well, I am thrilled to be here, and it's so wonderful to be talking with you again. It's been a long time. Ten years is way too long, and I don't know what's keeping me. But (laughs) on the other hand, it is wonderful to see you, and I think we got so much to catch up on before we launch into the music. People can go back to my interview with you back in 2011 if they just search on the NorthernSpiritRadio.org website. We're going to overlap a little bit with that, but mainly I want to catch up on the news. So how are you doing today? I mean, COVID is starting to go into our rearview mirror. How are you doing? You know, that's a complicated question, but I'm doing well. This has, of course, been a very challenging 10 years, and particularly the last few. But, you know, I think if we really look at the history of our lives and history of humankind, it's always been challenging. So it's just a matter of being present in the time. Since we talked, there's been just a lot happening in my life. Musically, there's a lot happening just relationally. You know, I think over the last 10 years, I would say that I have had the honor and the privilege to really focus myself on the mission that I now find myself kind of uniquely qualified to address, which really has always been, I think, the thing that drove me both as a human being and as a musician, which is making connections and creating an atmosphere that builds relationships and community. But I have never in my life felt more sure of that mission. And I guess in the way that we always say when we were younger, I I hope that my life makes sense. (laughs) There was always the fear that, you know, you wouldn't really find your niche um, or that I wouldn't find my niche. You know, I know that everyone doesn't go through that. We talk about the road less traveled. Well, I've been on that road for... (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I'm pretty sure Reggie doesn't drive on the road. He drives on the land. You know, the place where I find myself is, interestingly, a place that would have made the 14-year-old Reggie, who said at one point, I hope that one day my life is so integrated that every day I get up and I can just be authentically me. Now, I was not at 14 able to say that in those words. 
But I remember having that thought as I was struggling with a lot of questions. I was asking questions of the people in my church growing up, you know, the Nazarene Baptist Church at Nice and Lycoming Street, that place where I got so much grounding from the elders and my first perspective of what my life challenges in the world were going to be. But I remember at that time just looking at a world that was very confusing. You know, I was going to high school five neighborhoods away from where I lived. I was going to an all mostly all white school, pretty diverse, but you know, it was a very confusing new culture. Philadelphia in those days was like most of America, really shifting and changing. And I didn't really have a sense of how I would fit in all of that. And I just remember saying to myself, I, I hope one day I can find that place that I can give the world what I want to give the world and really be me. So I look back at the, all those years and all the stuff that I've been through and the various challenges, and I, I feel very grateful right now. I feel grateful for all of the uh, experiences. I feel grateful for all the amazing people. And I feel very grateful for the music, which has been a, just a constant theme throughout that, that entire journey. And I understand that someone finally prevailed upon Reggie Harris to start writing his memoir, right? How many chapters in are you? And, and how much of what you just shared with us was in your first chapter? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was actually doing a concert in Philadelphia at a really great friend's house. And one of the audience members, somebody that I'd known for a while, but I didn't really know what she did. She came up at the end of the concert and she said, you know, I, I love the concert. I love your music. I think you have a book in you. And I said, well, I probably do, but it's probably not going to ever come out. <laughs> and she said, well, the reason I'm asking is because this is what I do. I, I co-write books with people. And I want you to consider, you know, working with me and, and seeing if that book can actually make it. And that was February of 2020. And I said, well, you know, why don't we have a conversation? So about two weeks later, we had a talk on the phone. Little did I know that the world was about to shift. And we agreed to work. We thought, well, maybe it'll take a year, maybe two years. We'll work slowly. And suddenly on March the 8th, of course, uh, everything shut down. I drove myself home from Buffalo, New York with the tour I had and future tours just disappearing. Found myself at home with an awful lot of time. Called her up and I said, maybe we're writing that book. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're 14 chapters in. We pretty much figure that's the last chapter. And yes, a lot of that experience and a lot of other experiences have gone into a memoir that I think represents who I am and what I'm about pretty concisely. There's so much about it I want to ask about. I'm sure if people want to keep in touch with what's going on, if they go to reggieharrismusic.com, when you get the book ready, it'll be there. It Face yeah. Facebook, you and I are Facebook friends, so I see stuff go by that way. There's so much people will want to keep in touch with and how so much music people want to track down. Why don't we start with some of your music? I mean, back in 2011, when you were on, you shared some music, but you've continued to be a font of music, right? So, <laughs> what can we taste treat from the what you've produced? I am so blessed to be a musician. And as you know, that calling just grows. So my writing has obviously continued. And as I observe the world, it just spills out of me. And in 2017, I was invited to a place in Florida, the Hermitage Artist Retreat. Through my work with the Kennedy Center, they gave me six weeks of time. All I had to do was show up. <laughs> So I showed up 
And uh, I made a couple of trips there. Um, basically, it was time to just consider what I might write and think about my artistic vision. And I found myself there in uh, December of 2016 with uh, the world having, you know, certainly America having flipped upside down with the election of Donald Trump. And I was looking at the world and uh, sitting on a beach and thinking, what do I have to say? And in that miraculous way that happens, I wrote a couple of lines on a piece of paper that I had there at the beach. I said, uh, I'm sitting here thinking about the world today. And then the next two words that came to me and I wrote on that paper were, glory, hallelujah. And I thought, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> I think it means you're ready to go. That's what I think it means. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it means. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a very powerful revelation because in that moment where there was so much angst and so much confusion in the world, and I, I was thinking back to the ways that the some of my heroes and sheroes have represented themselves, I thought, there's a message here. And uh, what's the message? Well, I've been singing for a long time. Music has been such a part of my life and my experience of the world. And in this time, I thought, I have, I think, some unique gifts to offer. I have a message. And I thought, yeah, glory, hallelujah, I'm ready to go. So the song spilled out, and it basically is still true. And it's title track for his 2018 CD release for Reggie Harris, Ready to Go.
Here on Song of the Soul, we have, again, the the great blessing of having Reggie Harris here. It's been 10 years since he sat with us, and I just can't believe I let the time dribble by without it. Uh, There's so much gone on for him and us, and part of it is captured by that song, written 2016, ready to go, released 2018. We've got links to ReggieHarrisMusic.com. You know how to spell Reggie, don't you folks? R-E-G-G-I-E. RegieHarrisMusic.com, links on NordenSpiritRadio.org, and Alleluia, what a beautiful, wonderful song. The energy is so infectious. There are people who, in 2016, when those first lines came to you, it's like Donald Trump's here, let's shut down. A lot of people didn't. I mean, there was the, in January, there was the Women's March, right? Right. right. Uh, I had a granddaughter, by the way, who marched in that. She was pretty young at that point. I don't know what, she was five years old. She had designed her sign. It said, Donald Trump, be good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as it turns out, he had real difficulty with doing that. <laughs> but so many others did as well. I think that we see, obviously, the person of Donald Trump and the symbol that he represents. But we also understand that there was a lot more that went into that whole episode of, of our history than just Donald Trump. You know, the work that I've been doing on you know my own, the work that I've done with Kim over the years, the work that I do with the Living Legacy Project really focuses back on our history. It focuses back to actually the time before America was America, before the time that we decided to really become a country. And all of those dysfunctions and, and uh, dissensions that were there at the founding, So I think one of the things certainly that has been consistent with my music and with my work in the world has been to shed some light on the length of time that we've been struggling with these issues. And certainly that work has intensified. In 2016, that's what I saw, uh, you know, as many people did shut down uh, and were saying, oh, you know, we can't believe that we are here. We can't believe that this happened in America. You know, I've been hearing that question from people from years and years and years, both, you know, from children in elementary and middle schools to adults, you know, college students and and people that I interact with in the larger world. 
And part of my mission has been to, as I said, shine some light on the stories that really give a perspective of who we have been, but also who we can be. And that shaping of music and and story is something that really more closely defines what I'm about today. But let's be honest, though. Liver problems are no laughing matter, right? And and when you're dealing with your life in your hands. Yes. How did you persevere through that? You know, I I really can't tell you. I did know that during the height of my liver illness, which, you know, was about 13 years in decline, every time I stepped on stage or every time I engaged in music, it lifted my soul back to a place that I could see the light. I will also tell you that I found some really wonderful alternative medical healers who provided me not only with ways of reconnecting my body and spirit, but also helped me to deal with some of the emotional and spiritual issues that had contributed to where my body went. I guess like the rest of my life, more angels came in (laughs) and provided me in the moment with enough to get through that moment. So day after day, I just got up. I tried to embrace that light to whatever degree I could, pass it on. People passed it back to me. And before I know it, I found myself in a hospital room in Philadelphia, hoping that a miracle would come. And you see that I'm wearing this turtle around my neck. Yeah. This is uh, what I wear since that liver transplant in 2008, because I realized that all along the way, what I needed in the moment came. It didn't always come when I wanted it to come. It didn't always come in the way that I thought it would come, but it came. And on that afternoon, when that liver transplant surgeon came in and said, Mr. Harris, we think we found a liver for you. At a time when they said they thought I had probably a week at tops to live. And then the next morning, took out my old liver, put it in. The surgeon said to me later, we put it in and it pinked right up. It's a beautiful liver. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I find myself recalling that moment so very often. And of course, it also, a year after the transplant, found a way into a song. So the song Resurrection Day that, you know, I wrote, I started writing that song on a train coming back from Toronto, Canada, crying my eyes out as the lyrics came to me. You can open your heart to the rising sun. It's all right. It's over. So I was just pleased to be able to offer a song to the world that says, whatever it is that is separating you from life or from your joy, resurrection is possible. You can open your heart to the rising sun. Here's a song of glory for what actually did happen for Reggie Harris, but which is also the wish that we're sending out to everyone that we can wake up tomorrow with our Resurrection Day. It's title track of Resurrection Day CD by ReggieHarrisMusic.com, place to find it. Time to live up to our potential here, folks, with Resurrection Day. It's alright, it's over 
What a glorious day to have Reggie Harris here with us today for Song of the Soul. That song, Resurrection Day, is title track and it's the aftermath of seeing the end of your life and then finding new life, the new road continuing on ahead of you. He is our guest for Song of the Soul. NorthernSpiritRadio.org is our website. All kinds of links to all kinds of people, but reggieharrismusic.com is one of those links that you're going to want to follow and keep looking for the news on there. For instance, there's information about his coming memoir on there. So remember to check in periodically. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be released, Reggie, but I hope you don't make us wait too long. (laughs) (laughs) We have uh, actually uh, two publishers looking at it now, and uh, hopefully one of them will decide that this is the book for them. So all kinds of things on Reggie's site and everyone else that we've interviewed for the last 16 years. It's on there, the comment section. That's where you should add your comment, add your wisdom, add your insights, add your anguish. Who knows? We want to hear from you. So please post it there. And we've got a donate area. You can help support Northern Spirit Radio. We don't go to corporations looking for money and we don't go to government. And that's a conscious choice that we've made. And so it's you, the listener, who make a difference in whether we continue. That's the same thing, for, of course, for performers like Reggie Harris and so many other great musicians, activists. By putting our efforts, our money, our resources together, we can make things happen. So we count on you, especially remember to support your local community radio stations. You've been in northern New York for so long, Middleburg, New York. Mm -hmm. And I understand that you're in process of migration over to Ann Arbor. I understand that birds migrate north-south, but (laughs) you're going east-west. I don't I'm a slow learner. That <laughs> yeah, the, the winds generally go west to east, but um, I'm, I'm bucking the wind again. So. <laughs> and Ann Arbor is a special place from my point of view. I've had friends who went to school and lived there and such, and so I ended up spending times in that, and the friends meeting there was a particularly nice place. But there was so many wonderful artists that I've interviewed on the NorthernSpiritRadio.org website track them down to Michigan. There's quite an artist community there. What takes you there other than that you like fighting headwinds? <laughs> well, you know, uh, four years ago, I separated from Kim, my partner then, and we both landed in different places. Uh, she's teaching out in California now at Loyola Marymount University. And uh, I've been living in New York, but uh, I've just uh, begun a relationship with a a woman in Ann Arbor, a social worker. So I think that uh, it's time to effect a change of locale. I've been an East Coast guy my entire life. I'm going to go West and and see what the Midwest has to offer, not only in relationship, but as you mentioned, there are a number of uh, really fine musicians there who I've become friends with. And I'd like to tap into that musical community as well. And I think it's really wise of you, Reggie, to pair up with a social worker, considering your personality. There's a reason that I married a psychotherapist. 
Well, you know, as particularly as men, we can understand that, you know, sometimes we need to link <laughs> ourselves up with somebody who can help us through this dysfunction. So, it's it's you know. true. It's true. <laughs> well, let's go on to some more of the wonderful music that Reggie Harris has been producing. Again, you did so much with Kim, Kim and Reggie Harris and you, Greg Greenway and Magpie. There's all kinds of configurations of your music out there. But this is a distinctive flavor of Reggie Harris. People now say, boy, I never knew you could sing like that. Um, <laughs> I say, well, I didn't either. <laughs> but just the ideas that I have. And then the collaborations. I think one of the really fun things on, on Ready to Go was I had uh, Greg Greenway as a co-producer and a really wonderful engineer. And we just thought if we think it, we can make it happen. So the limitless amount of energy that went into that album and then my album Deeper Than the Skin with Greg Greenway that followed that in 2020 was again a, an experience of figuring out you know the album itself comes from the show that i do with him where we talk about our issues of growing up he in the south and me in the north a black man and a white man who were friends who have different narratives and who express those narratives through our music and also through our performance we really dug in with that CD to figure out how to translate that, especially from a live performance into music that people could just listen to. So by the time that I started writing the songs for On Solid Ground, I had already had yet another transformation of how my writing could be represented in the world. And then of course the pandemic happened and I had a perfect clinic to sit in my house totally isolated for weeks at a time and just really let the muse speak to me, translating those images that I saw on TV and social media, but also the things that I've seen over the course of years. And then hitting the studio in a time when, you know, going into a studio or interacting with other musicians had a lot of dangers and a lot of emotional impact, just gathering people in that space. And we committed ourselves to really hearing the songs. And I think that is something that I've become better at, to just hearing the core and the center of what it is I'm trying to do and then translating that into a, a musical frame. So, yeah, I hear a lot of difference in the music that I'm making now. I hear a lot less fear and I hear a deeper commitment to actually being the musician that I know I can be. A lot of freedom, but also a willingness to speak to the things I see in the world in a, a new way. When I think about the songs on this CD, On Solid Ground came because I was definitely in touch with the elders. I saw the panic in people's eyes. I saw the fear and the confusion and the lack of groundedness that was showing up in all sorts of ways. And I felt a little bit of that myself. But then once I got reconnected to the messages that I feel my elders have passed on to me, the phrase came up, we will not rest until the storm is over. We will not lay this burden down. I wrote those words, you know, on a piece of paper. I knew that was the message I needed to hear in that time. And I knew that it would be a message that would resonate. And as the song evolved, it opened a window and a, a sense of connectedness to, again, my mission in the world to make community possible because we have what we need. And so much of our world has been focused on individual needs and individual achievements. You know, I made this, this is what's important to me. I have my rights. 
if we learn anything about history and about our walk through this world, you know, year by year by year, is that the power comes from our connection to each other. And so, as I wrote, we will keep each other strong. We will love and carry on till we stand all together on solid ground. We are clearly not on solid ground yet. But then again, all of those folks who I look back, the Fannie Lou Hamers, the Harriet Tubmans, the Martin Luther Kings, they knew that if we kept walking, the ground would get more solid. And so I feel just so joyful in my ability to make music in such a free way. Uh, and I think it, it resonates all over this new CD. On Solid Ground, it's title track of a CD that Reggie Harris just released back in April. Feel the energy, folks, as we walk on solid ground. We will not rest till the storm is over. We will not lay this burden down. We will keep each other strong. We will love and carry on till we stand all together on solid ground. We will not rest until the storm is over. We will not lay this burden down. We will keep each other strong. We will love and carry on till we stand all together on solid ground. It's been a long, hard journey on a winding road. So many have gone before us. They carried a heavy load, but they went there singing as they made their way. Now it's in their footsteps we follow as we work. Today we will not rest until the storm is over. We will not lay this burden down. We will keep each other strong. We will love and carry on till we stand all together on solid ground. We will not rest until the storm is over. We will not lay this burden down. Keep each other strong We will love and carry on Till we stand all together On solid ground I know that you're weary We all feel the pain Sometimes the actions of the world Will try us soul again But I believe there's a better day And it's coming our way That's why we're raising our voices As we work Today we will not rest Until the storm is over We will not lay this burden down We will keep each other strong We will love and carry on Till we stand all together On solid ground All around us there's hatred All around us there's fear Violence touches our lives And the message is clear We mourn our martyrs In our hearts they'll stay And we'll sing We shall overcome And go on our way We will not rest Until the storm is over We will not lay this burden down We will keep 
each other strong. We will love and carry on till we stand all together on solid ground. We will not rest until the storm is over. Hey, we will not lay this burden down. We will keep each other strong. We will love and carry on till we stand all together on solid ground. Till we stand all together on solid ground. Till we stand all together on solid ground. I have to admit, folks, that I'm used to uplifting, energizing music from Reggie Harris. But that song really pushes it to a new level. It's called On Solid Ground. It's title track of the CD that he released just back in April. ReggieHarrisMusic.com is one place to keep up with all that he's doing. There's a lot going on, including his upcoming memoir. I'm going to turn right around and keep us going on the next music so we get it in. What's up next? Well, I tell you, writing on solid ground opened a wellspring of opportunity. You know, I've been doing a lot of work over the last 10 years with the Living Legacy Project, which I joined, I think, in 2010, just as a musician to be on the bus and help people to sing the songs, the civil rights songs. And three years ago, somehow they managed to talk me into not only being the musical director of the Living Legacy Project, but to take on the role of co-president. <laughs> that is work that I love to do because, it, again, with music, connecting people to voting rights and to the history of the civil rights movement. And here we found ourselves in 2020 with an election once again and the issue of voting rights rising right to the top. I was watching a, uh, a clip that I've seen many times, a clip of uh, the Reverend C.T. Vivian, who I got to meet in 2015 when uh, the Living Legacy Project, we put on a conference in Birmingham, Alabama for the commemoration of Bloody Sunday of the walk across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. 70,000 of us went across that bridge on that Sunday. I was watching the clip because I wanted to teach that lesson to some young people that I was meeting with online. And it's of Reverend C.T. Vivian standing on the steps in uh, City Hall in Selma, Alabama, pointing his fingers in the face of Jim Clark, the police chief there who was so devastatingly oppressive, and saying, we are willing to be beaten for justice. And he turns to the teachers and the doctors and the folks who would come to try to register to vote that day. And he says, isn't that right? And they all said, yes. And I watched that clip and and a song just jumped out of me. <laughs> you know, Selma, Alabama, 1965, a group of people standing in the rain. Here we were back in 2020, once again, battling for voting rights and for civil rights. And so the song Standing in Freedom's Name is my testament to the fact that we are all still at it and we are all willing to be standing up and beaten for justice. Powerful song, powerful performer, powerful message, standing in freedom's name. Years of hatred 
abusing savage lies, fighting segregation and despair. They came in hope, believing that the world would hear their cries. And one man put his finger in the air. He said, we're willing to be beaten. We will never go away. Did you hear what we had to say? We will never go back. We will never go back. Got our eyes on the prize. Got this train on the track. We are here in freedom's name. And there's nothing you can do to make us wear those chains again. Where we say that we are free But the forces of evil and oppression Are still here for every open eye to see We are fighting in a battle of a lifetime Taking down those hated symbols one by one Like our elders we're fighting for the future In their name we will do what must be done Never be defeated, we will never go away. Did you hear what we had to say? We will never go back, we will never go back. Got our eyes on the prize, got this train on the track. We are here in freedom's name, and there's nothing you can do to make us wear those chains. We will never go back, we will never go back. Got our eyes on the got a powerful and dedicated worker for peace and justice with us here today. Reggie Harris is our guest for Song of the Soul. His website, reggieharrismusic.com. And that song, Standing in Freedom's Name, is from his latest release, 
solid ground. What a wonderful song, Reggie. How wonderful. And how much of the energy is related to this long overdue and much needed and much appreciated from my point of view, upsurge of Black Lives Matter when George Floyd, when he died and when we were presented with something so visual, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, we're willing to be beaten. Some of us get killed, right? You know, how much of that was part of propelling Standing in Freedom's name into the world? Well, I tell you, between that song and the first cut, um, It's Who We Are, and, and then also the song that I found that translated into Sing Out, March On, I watched at, with everyone else that eight minutes and 41 seconds. I watched the news as we just saw uh, pregnant mothers uh, going into the streets in Oakland, in, in, in Portland, and uh, and people across the nation, different races, again, different colors, different backgrounds, seeing the devastation of senseless killings and the unrest and the reaction by our then government and the reaction of our government over the course of years. It had a lot to do with the writing of those songs. The key for me was to find in that devastation a hopeful message. And that's always for me the key. I'm sort of in the Woody Guthrie school, you know. I don't like songs that just present uh, hard things without any sense that there is hope, with any sense that there's something we ourselves can do something about it. So the, the struggle for me, for example, with It's Who We Are was to find that hope. Well, we're doing a journey of Song of the Soul with you. Again, it's the second time we've had you here on Northern Spirit Radio. What song can we conclude with today? Well, I tell you, I have such amazing hope for the world. And I'm thinking probably about songs that I've written that keep us focused on what we can be. In 2010, I was teaching at the Swannanoa Gathering in North Carolina, and I shared with my class there some information that I had gotten from a relative in 1992 when she did our family genealogy. And that relative, a cousin of mine named Kay Bush Gray, told us where our family began. And that was on a plantation in Ashland, Virginia called Hickory Hill. We were in slavery, and my great-great-grandmother, Bib Hanna, she had six children by the master, Williams Carter Wickham, who owned her and all of our family. And out of those children came my family. But also launched into history was his family with his wife, Lucy, the white family. Our black and white families went forward in history, different narratives. But in 2010, when I shared that information with my class, I didn't realize that there was someone in the audience, in my my student group, that knew the Wickham family. That person became a deeper friend of mine because she connected me to Lisa Wickham, my white cousin. And we met in 2012 and took a walk on the plantation ground, which was no longer in the family. We hopped over a fence and walked for an hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm walking on this land with a white woman that I had just met on somebody else's property in the state of Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But what went right was that we embraced each other as cousins. And since that time, I've met her sister Wallace, her brother George, other members of the family. I've now introduced them to members of my family, my sister and my cousins. We've been in the New York Times and we've been on CNN talking about this connection that we have as black and white cousins. And I see in this a bridge that shows what can happen if we face our history 
And if we face those hard questions about what separates us and find the way to unite ourselves in a possible future. So with all of that in the balance, I wrote the song Hickory Hill. And that song has been a major part of my performing life because I do believe that I am a bridge. I know that I am a bridge. I know that I was born to be this in the world. But I also have the collaboration of my family and with allied friends to find a way to make these connections over hard ground more of a perfect union. Hickory Hill is hollowed ground, as you say in the song. I'm so gratified, Reggie, that you're doing this faithful work, being the bridge that you're being with, I think, tremendous acceptance and joy. You're bringing difficult history to light. And, you know, the only way you clean out a wound is give it air and light, right? And Mm -hmm. you do that so well and with great sound effects, too. I mean, I I love hearing your voice and your tunes and your music. I, I love all of that. It feels to me cleansing. It feels like it is a good foundation for a wonderful future. I'm so thankful you're doing that and that you're joining us here today again for A Song of the Soul. Well, it certainly has been a pleasure. It always is talking to you, and I'm glad that we found the time to reconnect. So, folks, we go out for our visit with Reggie Harris, website reggieharrismusic.com, links on nordenspiritradio.org, along with everything important in the universe. It's all linked right there. (laughs) Please come to our site, follow those links to all of our guests, and we'll listen now to Hickory Hill as we head out. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul.
They celebrate the grand illusion And they write it up for all to see But in that mystery of confusion There lies a truth that might one day set us free So now our stories come together Across these fields of broken dreams And the blood that binds us all together Is indeed much thicker than it seems Oh, Hickory Hill We're on hallowed ground Walking side by side Wondering what we found Hearts break open wide Across the great divide Can you see Questions in my eyes Now that we are home again Side by side Wondering what we found Hearts break open wide Across the great divide Can you hear The demons as they die Now that we are home again The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.